0: Welcome to the Top Advisor Podcast, brought to you by Proud Mouse Pod Rocket Academy. I'm your host, Bill Cates, creator of the Cates Academy for Relationship Marketing. In each episode, I interview one of our industry's top performers, getting them to pass on their secrets to success to you, so that you can impact more lives and generate more income. Now, on to the show. Welcome to Top Advisor Podcast, where I typically interview top advisors for top advisors. Today's show is going to be a little bit different because you just have me today. I suppose I could interview me to create that two-way dynamic, but that would probably grow old pretty quickly. Anyway, one question I get fairly often from advisors goes a little like this. Bill, I have a client who wants to tell their friends about me, and they want to send them to my website. Is that a good idea? Well, that's actually a pretty big question to which it's hard to answer a simple yes or no. I guess it depends a lot on on what page and what your website looks like, but it's extremely common for your clients and centers of influence to want to have an easy way to tell folks about you and an easy action step for them that feels comfortable to everyone, to them, to their friends, and hopefully is effective for you and to that end for years i've been urging advisors to add a special page on their website devoted to prospects who are being sent there by their friends family and colleagues the page could say something like you know you're here because someone thought highly about you and wanted you to or uh, you're here because someone knows that you need deserve to, to make financial decisions that are in your best interest Something like that, right? And this this is also a great page, by the way, for a video greeting from you that makes it super personal. So I always envision this sort of page as a fairly generic and not very personalized to the specific visitor because you won't know exactly who's coming. However, I just discovered a tool that's easy to use and super affordable that allows you to quickly and easily create a website page devoted to the exact person being introduced to you this page would have their name on it and you can easily record a short video perfectly personalized with a welcome message if you've learned a little something about the prospect from the introducer or other research you can mention that in this quick video so from my point of view this could be a real game changer for you and how your clients talk about you to others and helping them feel super comfortable and making it easy for them to make these meaningful connections. Now, the company that created this tool is called PagePort. The tool allows you to do exactly what I described. Plus, you can track the activity on the page and trigger follow-up to that visitor. Thomas and Max at PagePort are working with broker-dealers and other firms to make sure everything in this tool is compliant. So I do highly recommend you go to pageport.com forward slash bill. That's pageport, P A G E P O R T dot com forward slash B I L L. I'll greet you there on that page, a quick video. Now it'll be a little more on the generic side because I won't know specifically who's coming, Uh, but you'll see how it works. And because you're a listener of Top Advisor Podcast, you'll also save 10% off the already ridiculous low subscription rate. Seriously, I've told these guys they should raise their subscription rate, but at least for now, they're keeping keeping things pretty low. So that's pageport.com forward slash bill. This section alone could be worth the effort you put forth to listen to this episode. But don't leave yet. I, I want to talk to you about a very cool strategy. This is a strategy to help you stand out from others. It's a strategy to help you move from push prospecting to what I like to call attraction marketing, right? Push prospecting to attraction marketing. It allows you to break through all the barriers that people put in place to reaching them. And it allows you to stay on, on the level of what I'll call strategic relevance. So you're you're clear on who your target market is and, and how to reach these people. So having a target market, it's not a new concept. You've certainly heard of it before. It's probably why you're here. You're curious about it. Maybe you're already doing it and want to do it better. Maybe you've thought about it. Um, now a target market is different from a category. So uh, serving clients or looking for clients who are let's say 5 to 7 years away from retirement, pretty typical in this industry, that's a category. Younger couples with children who are uh, want to save well for their you know for retirement for their later years. Again, a category. A lot of different categories that people uh, go for and there's nothing wrong with that, but it's not a target market. Because there's no association or, or special place where people who are five to seven years out from retirement congregate. It's hard to build a reputation with a category. Now, it's great to be a specialist or have a specialty. Nothing wrong with that. But what happens is when you combine that category, that's that having that specialty or that expertise in a certain area with a target market, a very specific market that you... Uh, target and, and use marketing strategies to go after, it'll blow your mind. I mean, it's just it's a beautiful combination. We'll get into more detail on, on that. And I'll show you how some people have done that. First, let's let's cover the typical types of viable target markets that you generally see in this industry. Certainly businesses within a specific industry, right, could be Printing companies, it could, well, not that I recommend those because they're very low margin, Uh, manufacturers, uh, entertainment, you see a lot of that, right? So uh, one that's sort of related to that is medical practices or medical professionals. They're also small business owners, so it's similar in that sense. Large companies where you kind of nest inside that company. Sometimes it's called worksite worksite marketing, and you... uh, know their benefits package better than anyone else does. And uh, you probably help educate the HR department you probably know more about it than they do. And so you create a reputation there. Uh, Colleges and universities, faculty, administrators, pretty good niche for a lot of folks. Types of uh, uh, affinity groups, a little different than these types of target markets, but they can work well. So families with children with special needs, uh philanthropists i'll give you an example of that in a little bit athletes i'll give you an example of that so these kind of affinity groups is also a, a possibility uh, by the way i've got uh, two free guides for you they're free but valuable i like to say because you know people don't seem to value free all right these are free and valuable just go to radically relevant radically relevantreputation.com. no gimmicks they're free just get them uh, and I have a, a, a guide on uh, reputation marketing and how you can take these ideas and really build that reputation to draw people to you. And then also a guide about a radically relevant website guide, uh, right? How to how to create a radically relevant website. And I'll mention that and that's in the show notes. I'll mention it later. But so let's talk about the benefits of a target market, right? We're, I've got seven big ones. There's probably lots more, but here are the seven big ones. First of all, you know their world better, so you're able to bring better solutions to their problems. You become a better advisor. You bring more value because you know their world, and that's huge. Uh, Your messaging, obviously, is going to be more relevant and therefore more effective because you know their world, you know their jargon. I'll give you a couple examples of that uh, later. I'm going to give you some very specific examples of what some advisors are doing. But the messaging just gets more powerful. It makes sense, doesn't it? And it's easier to identify your prospects. However, you decide to pursue these prospects—be it with referrals, if you're going to do some social media, if you're going to create some a lead generating funnel—obviously, I'm, I'm I lean towards the referrals and the personal introductions. Then certainly, it it's easier to identify all those players. Uh, it's easier to produce results in LinkedIn. Now, I often joke that the only people making money with LinkedIn are those who are teaching us how to make money with LinkedIn, but the truth is some people are doing well with LinkedIn and it tends to work better when you have a very narrow market. Why is that? Well, probably because your messaging is going to be more relevant. They can see themselves in your messaging. They can see that you get their world. You can join forces with centers of influence, one Advisor in Canada, Jason, actually, his target market is dentists and dental practices. And he teamed up with an accounting firm. One of their verticals are dental practices. And every month they host a nice high-end dinner for a lot of their dental clients. And they like Jason. They like his strategies and his perspective and his style. And they bring him in to speak at these dinners. Uh, They don't pay him for this. He doesn't pay for it. Uh, he gets a great meal, but he always leaves with one or two great prospects who become clients. Uh, I mean, that's the kind of marketing you can't pay for. He doesn't have to pay for it, but that can happen. Those types of opportunities can happen when you target a market. You can expand the ge- geographic reach of your business. Now, since COVID, a lot of folks have expanded the geographic reach. That so people are more comfortable with Zoom and other platforms. And that's happened naturally to a lot of folks. But I'm going to give you a couple of examples of uh, at least two that I can think of at the moment who have national practices because of their focus on a very clear target market. And it works quite well for them. Um, And a lot of their work is done on Zoom was done on Zoom before COVID even hit. And then maybe one of the biggest uh, benefits, the last one is it's much easier to create a reputation and with that generate referrals and introductions. Uh, That's why I often call this reputation marketing. Look, if you're kind of shotgun approach to your market and who you're trying to reach and different types of folks, it's it can be difficult to create a reputation for yourself. I mean, it's possible, especially if you're in, in a small town, it, it becomes a little easier. But when you have a very clear, well-defined target market, much easier to create a reputation. So two of the big uh, myths or concerns that come forward uh, that stop people from doing this is the first one is, what about my current clients? Aren't I going to, you know, how do I keep serving them? Do I keep serving them? And the answer is, of course you do. Uh, No one says you have to stop. Um, It's not now these other people instead of your clients, it's in addition to. Now, some advisors will use this as a way to scale their business. They may bring in a junior or another advisor to, to service some of those legacy clients over time as they focus on the target market, maybe. So we don't have to do that. And you can let your clients know, at least some of your clients know that that you're also not instead of them, but you're also serving folks who work at this company or work in this industry. They sometimes know those people and they can introduce you to them. So, you know, you should forget about that, that misconception. And the other one is, all right, if I just start serving these people over here in this target market, well, I'm going to miss all this other opportunity over here. And the truth is, yeah, you may and you probably will. But you'll be so successful in this new market, this target market, you won't even notice. You'll you wish you had done it years ago. In fact, uh, there's one guy I'll tell you about later, Adam, who said that to me. He says, you know, once he went all in in his target market, he, his only regret was not doing it years before. Uh, so let's let's talk about the characteristics of a profitable target market. What, what are you looking for when you're trying to decide profitable target market? Well, is it large enough? Obviously, it's got to have enough opportunity there, a large enough company, large enough industry uh, to make it worth uh, investing a little extra time and energy and maybe a few dollars to go after this. It doesn't have to be something that's going to last a lifetime necessarily, but certainly large enough to, to spend a few years there. Do they have the financial capacity? to take advantage of the work that you do. I mean, that's pretty important, right? They've got to be able to, whatever it is you like to do, whatever that looks like for you. Some people like middle market. Some people want wealthy, you know, super wealthy. Doesn't matter. Whatever it is for you, no judgment. But they got to have the financial capacity for that, right? It helps to find target market that's stable and and growing as opposed to shrinking, kind of makes sense now if it's a huge market and it's shrinking slowly over years may not be a big deal could impact you later if you want to sell your business if you continue if that market continues to shrink so be careful around that one boy it sure does help that the people that you work with in that market are enjoyable to work with and gratifying to work with uh I'll give you two two advisors uh, women who are partners in a firm in New York uh, referral only very robust their target market is the media folks in new york but they both come from that they come from media then they became financial advisors and so they know that world very well but they also enjoy those people they talk the language uh you know my target market is you financial advisors i love the work you do i think it's extremely important i love working with advisors and and that's important right that there's uh, that enjoyability if that's a word <laughs> gratifying uh it's nice if they have a network of centers of influence that are also trying to reach that market most good target markets are are going to have that you're going to have other types of financial folks cpas attorneys other folks that al- are also pursuing the same market and you can often join forces like i mentioned jason earlier and then the last one which is really really important is formal and informal uh, methods of communication, formal and informal methods of communication. So they have a a real uh, water cooler that they congregate around. They have a a virtual water cooler. They have a Facebook group. They have industry associations. They have newsletters. Whatever that is, that word of mouth is facilitated in some way, and that's important. And I'll tell you one thing that's changing a little bit, and you know this, is fewer people are going into the office. And so that's going to have an impact. Now, you know, it's it's a small percentage still of most uh, folks. And a lot of large companies, people are still going into the office. And those who've been at the company for a long time, especially, you know, if you're looking for folks, let's say 50 or older, They spent a lot of time in the office and they have a lot of friends in the office. So I'm not saying it's going to be a a big problem, but it's something to pay attention to for sure. You know, in just a minute or less, uh, I'm going to give you a a bunch of examples of advisors who are doing very well with this target market strategy. In fact, so many good examples. Uh, And I'm also going to answer a few of the most common questions that I get around this strategy, such as here's one I often get, is it? ever too soon to start with a strategy? If someone's new in the business, whether you're new or maybe you've hired a junior advisor who might be new, you could be wondering that, or is it ever too late to target a market? Uh, And I'll give you that answer uh, in in a couple other questions uh, in a minute or so, or in a few minutes, I should say. First, let's take a really very brief pause to listen to a word from our sponsor, podrocketinfluenceacademy.com, brought to you by Proudmouth. First, they make this podcast possible, and their core business is helping financial advisors like you accelerate your growth, accelerate your influence through marketing activities like podcasting. This podcast is sponsored by Proudmouth, the influence accelerators. It's tough to be seen as an expert if you're spending most of your time as a salesperson. That's why we help industry experts like you spend less time selling and more time advising by turning you into a trusted subject matter authority. We help amplify your influence over a growing audience of magnetically attracted fans who will chase you down instead. Visit Proudmouth.com to learn more. Be your own loud. As we get back to the show, I had two thoughts I wanted to uh, run by you. First of all, the overall sponsor, the Top Advisor podcast is Pod Rocket Academy, ProudMouth. As I mentioned, they help advisors start their own successful podcasts, among other client attraction strategies. You don't have to have a target market, as I'm describing in today's show, to have a successful podcast. And with that said, the combination of a target market with a podcast is very powerful, and that helps with that credibility and attraction marketing. And I'll give you a couple examples of folks who are doing that in just a few minutes. Also, today's show is being sponsored by my friends at Pageport. And because referrals and introductions work better and easier in a target market, and because your ability to communicate more relevant and compelling value gets stronger in a target market. The way PagePort helps facilitate these connections with these, these specialized website pages and videos, if you want the video, it's a great combination. Uh, and so remember to go to pageport.com forward slash bill. That's pageport.com forward slash bill. Uh, the bill, the forward slash bill means they you know me and they're going to knock off 10%. All right, let's 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 now get through a, a bunch of examples that I promised you. Um, all right, so Todd McDonald up in Albany, he's got homes in Albany, he's got home in Florida too. Um, his market, let's call it heavy construction, uh, but he's actually got a bullseye within that target, I'll tell you about in a second. So early in his career, he went to a lot of top folks and says, you know, if, if you were me, if you were starting over, what would you do differently? And he says a very common answer was either I try not to be all things to all people or I'd focus on a target market, kind of same thing. Now, when you go to Todd McDonald's website, you don't see the typical clip art of the retired couple walking hand in hand on a beach. You see heavy construction equipment. You see hard hats. He even has hard hats with his logo on it. And and you can tell by the website pages that he's attracting these folks in heavy construction. And if you read a little further and the referrals he gets, he, he, His bullseye within the target market of heavy construction, his bullseye are family owned, closely held heavy construction companies, family owned, closely held. His clients build roads, they build runways, they build bridges, they build commercial buildings, uh, national practice. He's created a reputation for himself in that target market. Very, very powerful. Well over a million dollars a year in production. Uh, let me tell you about Adam Shmela out of um near Annapolis, uh, Indianapolis. Sorry, I'm in Annapolis, he's in Indianapolis. Uh, his target market is optometrists, and he originally started with what he called white coat professionals, which were doctors, dentists pharmacists and optometrists and he realized having four different markets like that at least from the get-go it was too much it was almost like four different businesses so he decided to focus on optometrists and it it helps that his wife is an optometrist although he said that's not the only reason but on his website he says i'm married to optometry literally and and his website you know you can he's got glasses and he and he he's got a, a a podcast, and his podcast is guess what twenty twenty money, perfect for optometrists, right? National practice uh, was doing most of his work through Zoom before the uh, uh, pandemic hit, doing very well. Adam Schmela, uh, professional and college athletes, I mentioned as a as an affinity group. Uh, Walter Stith, I interviewed in in uh, episode number. Th- uh, 19 of the podcast by the way i interviewed adam adam shmela in episode number three so if you want to hear about him and an optometrist uh that's uh episode three and and walter is episode 19 and he was an offensive tackle played professionally college professionally in 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 u.s and canada and as, as the offensive tackle on the side he was on he protected the quarterback's blind side so now what does he do? He helps protect his client's financial blind side. And you probably already know a lot of these athletes, uh, college professional, uh, college now with the NIL name, image, likeness, uh, a lot of money being tossed around. And these guys, gals uh, have some financial blind sides and he helps them with that. Uh, great reputation in that industry or that affinity group. Uh, philanthropic community. I mentioned that earlier. Jeff Chattuck. billion in uh, AUM. 4.5 billion in AUM. Uh, Episode 13 of this podcast, and he started, by the way, in the 403b market. A lot of teachers and things like that was doing well, but you know they don't have quite as much money. And then he kind of stumbled upon this idea of philanthropy. He liked engaging in philanthropy, and he started meeting philanthropists. And so now, most of his clients are either philanthropists or clients who want to become philanthropists, or at least engage in philanthropy. And he helps them with that on all the financial aspects and planning aspects of that. So no wonder he's got four point five billion. Um, and he he says uh, he said to me, "Philanthropy is in my DNA. I attract clients who share this trait and help clients discover how they can become more involved." To what I call philanthropic leadership. Malcolm Etheridge, episode number nine. Not all of the examples are podcast episodes, but a lot of them are. Uh is how I met these folks. He focuses on the tech industry um, and not any one company. I'll give you another guy who does a, one company in just a minute. But he, he hit, on his website, it says he does customized financial planning services, For senior managers executives and small business owners in technology he loved technology but he didn't have quite the chops to do all the things he really wanted to do in software development and such but does very well with the money side of things and yes he has a podcast called the tech money podcast and he says to me by having a podcast in my target market i've created a reputation that gets prospects calling me they're already familiar with me, right? He says they can they can repeat uh, some of the things they've heard him say already on his podcast. And the folks at uh, Pod, uh, Pod Rocket Academy or Proudmouth actually helped Malcolm get started with his podcast. Another tech guy, uh, episode number 23 of this podcast. If you're driving, don't write these down, but you'll, you can find him going to a podcast page. Uh, Don Hilario, Google. Right. That's his main is Google. Now, he does a few other high tech, but it's it's mostly Google. And he said to me in the, in the podcast, he says, by building a reputation among Googlers, that's what they actually that's what they call themselves. In fact, he's got a lot of other jargon that Googlers use. And when he uses that, they see that he knows their world. That makes a huge difference. And he says, prospects come to me saying, I've heard great things about you. You are highly recommended. I know you work with people just like me. Don said having a clear target market strategy can earn you validation, credibility, and immediate trust as an advisor. Here's an example of a gentleman who did a great job, as is doing a great job, with combining a target market with a category I mentioned earlier. So this is uh, Dennis O'Keefe up in Fall River, Massachusetts. His target market, Verizon employees, He's been working with Verizon employees for a long time. And it's more the blue collar folks, the linemen uh, and line women, I suppose these days. And and but he he works with people that are about five to seven years out of retirement. That's the category, helping them navigate into a successful retirement. And that's uh, and his target market is Verizon. His website is all about Verizon, the language he uses, the jargon he uses. I actually helped him with this website we found a a cool uh, some older photos of folks uh the folks up there part of horizon used to be part of ma bell they used to call it ma bell mother bell bell telephone was the company and so they can see immediately that he knows their world and that's one of the values of a target market is how you communicate and how they see you Um, and that commonality that gets created is huge uh, Russ Thornton, I interviewed. I don't have his website episode in front of me right here, but his is, uh, website is Wealthcare for Women. And he's focused on women for a long time, affluent women, successful women. It's all in the copy on his website. When you read the copy on Russ's website, you know, if you're a woman and I've talked to some women, successful women about this, they can see themselves in how he writes. And he has fun with trying to figure out what are the things they talk about, write about. And so they resonate resonate immediately with the work he does. Gosh, there's so many examples. There's a firm that specializes in Chick-fil-A franchise operators, right? Uh, There's a a firm that uh, focuses on real estate investors. And as you might imagine, uh, taxes are big for them. And, you know, so it's that their website, I think it's called taxable wealth or something like that, <clears throat> how they handle the taxes through all this real estate transactions. Uh, I, I One more for you, and then I'll get to some questions, is uh, a, a one gentleman, um, the folks, I'm not mentioning names as I haven't gotten permission from them yet. So I always do it with permission, uh, focuses on children with special mm-hmm. needs and he has a child with special needs, so that makes a difference. So he has a lot of empathy and understanding of that world, but you don't necessarily have to have a child with special needs to appreciate and become empathetic and experienced and knowledgeable with families who do have children with special needs. Um, And they do have ways of congregating their schools, of course, and there's organizations, support groups, and things like that. So uh as I get into the questions, uh pretty common questions I hear, uh, don't forget about radically relevant reputation three Rs radically relevant reputation where you can get that guide on reputation marketing and websites. All right, so the three questions common questions I get um first one is, can I have more than one target market? And the answer is yes, and I wouldn't try to start off with more than one at a time, like Adam talked about the white coat professionals, uh, not a good idea to try to do more than one at a time, uh, but once you start to get one going and you, you trust that it's working and you start to have a little time and energy to pursue another one, that's fine. It helps if they're related to each other. So for instance, I've seen folks that work with uh, surgeons, let's say, um, at, affiliated with a hospital, and then they start to work with the high-level administrators and even some of the high-level nurses and other uh, professionals there. So that when there's an affinity there, uh, that helps makes it a little bit easier. But yes, you can have more than one target market and just have a splitter page on your homepage. Right? They go. You could have separate pages for each market. I've seen that. But an easy way to do it is they go to your website page. And, you know, if they are a medical professional, click here, or if they are, and if they're a small business owner, click here, right? And so they just click, and then everything on the website is totally relevant to that person. And I mentioned this earlier, uh, how soon in my career, you know, do I do this, or is it ever too late? Well, my feeling is this, uh, I believe that it's never too soon to start exploring a target market. I'd be careful putting all your eggs in one basket unless you come from that world and you really truly know a lot of people there, in which case it makes a lot of sense to go after that target market. Again, as long as they have the characteristics, right? Big enough, financial capacity, formal, informal ways of communicating, et cetera. But I've seen a lot of folks do that. And is it ever too late? No, of course it's not ever too late. I mean, as long as you're not a year away from retirement. Uh, but you can certainly do it anytime, uh, which kind of leads into the next question. And, and by the way, if you have other advisors, you, you know you could have a firm, uh, let's say you have six advisors, all six could go after a different target market. I've worked with accounting firms who do that, right? They have accountants who specialize in ERISA, and uh, and real estate development and and nonprofits and medical practices each each accountant, each uh, partner has a different target or vertical market. I actually helped them with that. And so so how do I determine a good market for you? Well, we gave you the characteristics of a good market. Uh, you may already have one bubbling up in your book of business, especially if you've been at this for a while. Most veterans in this business, if they look at their book, there's like little clumps or gatherings of people. Everybody here is in the same family. Everybody here works for the same company. Everybody here is kind of in the same profession. Sometimes those things just happen naturally. When you get referrals, people refer people kind of like themselves. And so you may already have one going. You only really need one or two clients in that target market to get going. If you have a, a client who works for a large employer, and you'd like to maybe nest in that company. They get you access to the benefits package. They know a few folks, they might help you put on a uh, a virtual or in-house uh, webinar seminar. seminar. Uh, and and it, now it helps to have more than one, and you don't have to have one, but a little easier usually. So just look at, you know, it's usually right in front of you. When, when I coach advisors and help them with these decisions, it's usually pretty obvious and it's a little bit of back and forth. I, I've had situations where we've identified their target market. And several days later, we have another call. And they go, you know, Bill, I've been thinking about it. And I do like these folks. and da, 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 But I really, really want to do this. I said, well, let's do that then, right? So it takes a little bit of time to figure it out. But it's it, it's very, very, very doable. Kind of bottom line here. If, if you try to appeal to everyone, you do run the risk of appealing to no one. When you have a very clear, well-defined target market, just about every aspect of your marketing, of your business growth, of your client acquisition gets easier. Nothing wrong with having things get a little bit easier, right? So to you, the uh, listener of this podcast, may I ask a favor. If you like this episode or like the podcast in general, please leave a five-star review on the platform, be it, you know, I, I, Apple iTunes podcasts or whatever. Not all platforms have a specific place for reviews, but they're really nice, really helpful for me. And so I would be grateful. Uh, Thank you. If you haven't already, head over to referralcoach.com forward slash resources to sign up for our free weekly tips. That's referralcoach.com forward slash resources in the show notes. And don't forget about podrocketacademy.com, the overall sponsor of our podcast, as well as pageport.com slash bill. Don't forget that pageport.com slash bill, the special sponsor of today's show. This is Bill Cates reminding you that ideas do not make you more successful. Only acting on those ideas will bring you the success that you desire. Thanks for stopping by today. Thank you for listening to the Top Advisor Podcast, brought to you by Proud Mouse Pod Rocket Academy. I encourage you to visit my website, referralcoach.com, for links to my books, online courses, and to register for the Cates Academy.